0: recording and we are going to go in three, two, one. And welcome to another episode of Tea with Abby. This is episode number seven of season two. And today we are featuring Brie Crookshank from Radical Girl Gang. Good morning, welcome Brie. Hi. Cheers. Cheers. Um, So I'm coming at you from my bedroom, which is where I've been recording the latest quarantine episodes. Where are you this morning?
1: I am in my office right now um, and I'm kind of work on the top with this sweater and then like basically pajamas on the bottom with my fuzzy socks and slippers.
0: That's amazing. Um,
1: And I think I
0: spot some work items behind you. Yeah, Um, these are some of our,
1: just a little bit of our product.
0: Cool. Um, So you are the founder and CEO of Radical Girl Gang, which is a brand that I have just seen take Austin by storm and I'm, I'm so excited to finally have the opportunity to sit with you today and um you know the circumstances of when I'm normally sitting with um women identifying founders don't always involve a pandemic
1: <laughs> exactly. right that thing yeah so
0: um, I'm looking forward to kind of You know talking about your journey today um as an entrepreneur but then also um i definitely want to get in and be a little bit enlightened about what this past season has been like for you and you know how you're personally coping and how your business is coping um but in summary i'll let you introduce yourself uh radical girl gang is an online marketplace for women-owned brands
1: can you tell us more about it yeah, absolutely. Um, so essentially, we're an e-commerce platform where you can shop the best emerging woman-owned brands from all across the United States. Um, so we make it super easy for customers to invest in woman-owned businesses, and every purchase on our platform directly supports the woman entrepreneurs who are behind these incredible brands. Um, So what I'm really passionate about is shifting power dynamics in society. And I know that one of the most important ways for us to do that is by empowering women in business. With my background um, in corporate America, I worked at Nike and Outdoor Voices. So I've got a lot of experience with um, kind of just the the branding side of things. So we help our brands break through the noise. Um, They're all early stage. So we really are able to be there from an early point um, where we can make a big impact for them. So yeah. Amazing,
0: um, where did this idea to start a business come from? Um, I know you said you've obviously worked in retail and for some pretty awesome empowering brands, but um, how did this get started for you?
1: So I started Radical Girling originally as a side hustle, and I launched it as a clothing brand um, that really played at the intersection of fashion and feminism. Um, eventually, I left my full-time job to pursue building the business full-time. Um, but during that journey, I had been really focused on how I wanted to grow and expand the business, and I realized that from the past, you know, from the last year that I had spent um, building it, that what I'm really passionate about is community building. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also realized that there was a really big gap in actually providing a space where people can shop woman owned brands very easily. Um, And so that's kind of the gap that Radical Girl Game came to fill. Um, And then this past November, we expanded to launch the marketplace and Yeah, we've been growing ever since, um, introducing new brands every month. And it's been really exciting to see it, to see it grow and flourish here in Austin and beyond.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. How did, like, what was, um, the signal for you that it was time to leave your full-time job and take this from a side hustle to your- your
1: That's such a good question. Um, I think for me it was, so I have been kind of like moving up in this company and I had actually been offered an opportunity to basically like take on more responsibility and kind of continue that trajectory within this company. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing about this opportunity and the reason I put it in quotes is because what's an opportunity for one person might not be an opportunity for another person. And I remember being in that situation and just feeling so sad because I was like, you know, of course I'm gonna do this. It just makes sense for my career, but it, it. I was sad also because deep down, I really wanted to move forward with Radical Girl Gang, but I just didn't have the total confidence in myself to pursue that path singularly. Yeah, so it was really a personal decision. I just spent um, a couple days reflecting on it after I was in this particular situation, and I realized that what I really wanted to do was quit my job, and I wanted to go full-time and follow my vision with total and complete conviction. Um, and so that's what I did. And I have never looked back and it was the best decision I've ever made. Woo. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's the probably the hardest part that keeps people from pursuing the thing that's on their heart is that yes. they, they're it's like a, half confident in their ability when it's like, you just yeah, really have to so go cool. for it with like 110% conviction.
1: Right. And I think, I don't know, for me personally, like I am, I'm naturally like pretty risk averse. So, I mean, I had already, like I had taken a big risk of like already starting my business and doing the side hustle and growing it. But for me, it was like so scary thinking about like literally letting go of like all of the security I had in my life, like 401k stability, salary, like all of these things. And those are huge factors. But I will say like, I mean, if that saying it, it is super cliche, it's true, like no risk, no reward. Um, yeah. I feel like for me, you know, that first step was really hard to take, but it does get easier to kind of like, to take, um, to take risks, but to take like strategic risks, you know, um, and you are going to be okay. But yeah, I mean, you're never going to be able to move forward if you don't find, if you aren't able to take that first step, you know.
0: Exactly. How long did it take for you once you dived in, you said, okay, we're going for this. It's no longer a side hustle. It's my full thing. Um, if you don't mind me asking, how long did it take for you to start supporting yourself from that? Or, or, you know, what's that journey been like? Because I think
1: that's probably what
0: scares people the most is like, how am I going to pay my bills?
1: Oh my God. Absolutely. Um, so we were already generating revenue because I had started it as a side hustle. So it was really helpful to have that foundation already there and already have an existing customer base to build upon um, and wholesale accounts and things like that. Um, However, I mean, I was so stressed out financially when I went full time that for me, the best solution was finding a um, consulting job. I had all of these skills. Um, I still do consulting on the side for clients um, that Are exciting and interesting to me in the e-commerce space and so I would definitely recommend for like aspiring entrepreneurs um, or people who are trying to figure out how they're going to make it work like get a part-time job or do consulting start a freelance business like there is app I don't know why people don't talk about that more and I feel like there's this expectation that you're supposed to go from like having a full-time job to like totally supporting yourself and like being able to make that work with an early stage startup that's not the reality (laughs) for most people um so i always like i talk to a lot of women about this stuff and it's like i'm definitely uh i definitely recommend looking into like other ways that you can bring in revenue um especially if it's just a bit it's a point of stress for you like bring that stress level down a little bit and have at least like a little semblance of that stability that you used to have and for me, that made like my first year being full-time a lot easier.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. And I think you hear that from probably your parents, but not so often in the startup community. Um, I felt very pressured um, that we all had to be full-time immediately, right, even right. though our business was still figuring out how we were acquiring customers. And- yeah etc etc and then i also think there's this false belief too that if you're not committed full time that it's never going to happen like it's never going to come alive which is like complete bs right Um, in fact what we have found is that when we have a little bit more limited time to apply ourselves we're so much more effective because you know we know there's other things to do and this yeah. is the time we yeah. have to use so we better use it wisely right.
1: you've only got your yeah a limited amount of time yeah um,
0: yeah oh that's brilliant um where is your passion for feminism and um creating a space for for women to have a voice and um create commerce and shift this power dynamic that you're talking about
1: oh my gosh I, that's like such a loaded question for me and we'll probably <laughs> end up talking about that the rest of the time um I am obsessed with women. Um, I think we're really brilliant people. Um, but it, I mean on our platform, you know I, uh, let me let me rewind because I got so excited by this question. Um, so I mean for for women entrepreneurs on our platform, I'm really passionate about this because I, I believe that women entrepreneurs are the future and I think that women entrepreneurs hold a lot of the answers to a lot of the problems that we're facing as a society and they need to be supported in order to bring their work and their vision into the world. Um, yeah, so I think there's just a tremendous amount of potential in women entrepreneurs, um, in terms of the, the way that we think the products we make, the way that we lead in the world. And I want to see that realized. And I, when it comes to women in business and men in business, those playing fields are unequal inherently, Um, like the world has been built by men and for men for a long time. (laughs) And so it just makes sense that women deserve and need to have their own types of ecosystems that are made by and for women. And so that's what Radical Girl Gang is doing. But yeah, I mean, I think also when it comes down to the products that we're using on a daily basis, it's really important that women are empowered to make those products. Um, My mug is actually from one of our first brands and I have tons of products from our women owned brands in my office. Um, But you'll find when you're in this space that women do create things differently. We make things, we have different perspectives, different life experiences, and that comes through in the product. And it's really, really important that there is a space for that and that we are engaging with and investing in the women who are, you know, trying to move forward with these businesses.
0: Hmm. Um, I have a two-part question now. Um, what kinds of women do you have in your life um, to support you? And what kinds of allies, in terms of men, um, so have you found support, both you and Radical Girl Gang? like? What has that dynamic kind of been like for you?
1: I would say in terms of allies, definitely my um, my partner, Chet, who I've lived with for a long time. We've been dating for like five years. Um, he's been an incredible ally for me and has been someone there since day one that has just told me, you have a vision, keep going and keep pursuing it. And I mean, he, him and I have gone from me being corporate breed to me being startup breed (laughs) within like a small period of time. So him being able to like flex with me through those times, um, has just really empowered me to be able to build this and to have like this incredible supportive force behind me the entire time. And then um, what was the other part of your question? I'm just curious as to
0: what kind of women you have around you that inspire you. Oh, Oh
1: my God. Literally every woman entrepreneur I know, including women like you, Um, I'm really, I'm so inspired by women who are making shit happen. Um, and I feel super lucky to be surrounded by women entrepreneurs, literally every day, because that's my job. And those are the women that I'm inspired by because they are bringing their vision to fruition because they know that they're supposed to, and that this is important work to them. Um, obviously you know how hard this hustle is. And so I have tremendous respect for women in this space. Um, and really, it's women like you and like the other female founders that I'm surrounded by either the ones that we're supporting on Radical Girl Gang or just the other ones in the Austin ecosystem that inspire me on a daily basis and give me that fuel to keep going.
0: Totally. So um, I know you took your business into, uh, was it technically an accelerator or an incubator?
1: It was an accelerator, okay. yeah, Founder Institute.
0: Cool. And we're in a accelerator right now. Um, the concept for Tea with Abby came from walking into this brand new, very tech heavy, um, f- FinTech and, and health tech space um, where here I am. Um, my trade is acting and creativity. And I'm walking into this space as a first time. Um, I w- uh, my co-founder, Georgina, recently shifted my mind frame when we were we're, we're, create, we're about to launch a new website. and um, So we were writing up little bios and stuff, and I had put first-time entrepreneur, and she's like, you're not a first-time entrepreneur. You were, like, running your own career for, like, seven years before this. You you might be a first-time startup entrepreneur, but, like, don't, don't, you know, don't sell yourself short. And I was like, oh, thank you, Georgie. Yeah but first-time startup entrepreneur walking into this accelerator um was to say the least so overwhelming um and so this podcast came from knowing that we had this resource um i felt kind of like um a little bit of an anomaly and wanted to connect with other women who might be in the same boat as first-timers women in very male-dominated spaces or industries and whatnot. Um, and so I'm very curious as to how the experience bringing it, such a strong, um, you know, feminist brand um, and concept to um, that accelerator. What was that journey uh, like? Uh, that's such an good question. You, I'm like, what, did, what, did, what did the mentors there think of you? Like what was going on? <laughs>
1: I mean, um, it was that accelerator was an incredible experience, totally changed my life, totally changed the trajectory of the business, um, and was just really impactful. But yeah, it was, it was and still is so interesting to be pitching this business to lots of different kinds of people. And you know, I'm sure that you're familiar with this, like, who are you usually pitching to? Old white men. That's how it goes. Um, and so i you know, I almost ended up developing like two different pitches when I was there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is kind of, this is the one for women and this is the one for men. And they're slightly different because women understand what I'm talking about right off the bat and why there's so much inherent value in creating spaces by and for women. And men might not totally get why this is important and why it does have that kind of inherent value. And that's because, you know, we just, we have, very different perspectives and roles within the system still. Yeah. Um, and so there were some times where, you know, I think, I think that gendered feedback is the thing. Um, I love feedback. And so most of the feedback I got in the entirety of that program was phenomenal.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but definitely there were times where I had to kind of respectfully share back, you know, I understand what you're saying, but let me expand on this a little bit more and let me kind of mm-hmm. explain why why I decided on it, or why it looked like this, or why it has this type of long term potential. Um, you know, so it's definitely a very different experience, I think, pitching to men versus pitching to women. Um, and that's still something that I'm dealing with as we're going after fundraising in the future. Um, What's
0: some of the framing that you use when you're pitching? Um, a more male dominated audience?
1: I mean, I think using data and numbers is always important and I think that goes across the board, but I will say when I am speaking with primarily men, I'm gonna lean into that even more and not talk as much about um, how we're tapping into the collective power of women to like create this force for change where we're like disrupting power dynamics in America. Um, (laughs) Oh shit. Right. Like it's like scary. So, um, so yeah, I'd say lean into that like data and numbers a little bit more. Um, that is something that I I do regardless, but with men, I do that more.
0: Cool. Well, I think this would be a good time to start to shift the conversation into what is relevant today, which is you're a business owner rounding out. Um, you finished your first year of business, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes okay and and then a pandemic hits yeah. which was yeah. like for us what the heck we, you know we turned <laughs> know. We, we turned one on April 1st um within the you know we're raising a seed round right now and within 5 days we had gone from a commitment of our biggest check to the weekend and Monday morning Austin okay. was shutting down and this investor coming back to us and saying it's still a yes it's just not right now and our entire world completely changed um we lost 45 percent of our business Uh, we had to cut hours and people and resources and figure out how do we as a revenue uh based business at the moment because we have received pieces of angel funding that have helped us through but for the most part operations are run off of revenue um, and so it was like, now what? Um, yeah. I, we're about a month-ish into this kind of yeah. new reality. Yeah. What yeah. has it been like for you?
1: You know, so much of what you just said resonates with me a ton. Um, we had actually been about to kick off our first round of fundraising as well in April Um, this was back in March at the beginning of March, like I had been working towards that for many, many months of building traction and getting to that point, um, which it sounds like y'all were too. So, you know, when COVID-19 hit that, that has a really big impact. And I, I think not everyone really understands why, but it's like, there's always a strategy in terms of the time that you're trying to raise and what you're trying to raise for and how much runway you want and need for the business. Um, so... That had been, we postponed that until after coronavirus. So like fingers crossed, that's potentially fall timeframe that yes. things, you know, get better and improve um, economically and obviously just safety-wise for everyone. Um, so that has been a really big impact is, is postponing that. And then in March, I mean, one of the most immediate things was that we had, I think, four pop-ups that were all in partnership with South by Southwest that we were so excited about and would be huge um, brand awareness generators for us that were all immediately canceled, obviously, when South by was canceled as well. Um, So we missed out on a lot of revenue from that. Just for reference, like last year when we participated in South by, it was our best day of business ever. Um, So those opportunities actually have a tremendous impact on the bottom line especially when you're talking about an early stage startup or a small business um and then beyond that like i'm really really grateful that we're digitally native so we have been poised really well for this and thank god for that but I mean, that being said, a lot of our brands are struggling. And so for me, as the CEO and founder, it's really been about helping to educate people about how how small businesses are being impacted and trying to motivate them if they're able to continue investing in women-owned businesses during this, because now is such an important time to be doing that. Um, because, yeah, a lot of our friends are being adversely affected by this and really experiencing the fallout of COVID-19. Yeah,
0: you know, I didn't even think of that. Um, of course, your marketplace is entirely full of small businesses. And yes. Yeah. I mean, it's just been the most confusing few weeks for small businesses to navigate the funding that's available and the applications and the emergency yeah. loans. And it's like,
1: how, how the heck do you keep going? On top of that, like you're trying to pay your rent and yeah, I mean, a lot of our brands are doing it part time and they have other jobs that supplement their income, like what we were talking about, which again, I recommend, but yeah. a lot of them have, you know, lost those jobs or been furloughed um, and relying on their, their business as their sole source of income, which is a huge transition for a lot of people. Um, But then there's also things like production delays where we can't like source or make anything right now because no one's working and nothing's available. Everything's stocked out everywhere. So I think our brands are struggling. I always think that it's very critical to invest in women entrepreneurs and to support them. But I think right now it's even more important because we need them to get through this period of time so they can they can continue to flourish and grow and thrive as business owners. So yeah, it's been, it's been a lot for sure.
0: Um, What are some of the ways that you feel as consumers, we can support small business owners right now?
1: That's such a good question. I mean, there are honestly so many ways. Some of the ways that literally anyone can do is talk about small businesses you like or brands you like with your friends like send them a website you like or tag them in a post on Instagram. Just helping to spread the word and helping to drive that brand awareness actually is very impactful. Um, Other things that you can do for free are things like sharing um, Instagram posts, social media posts you like from brands or like commenting on them to help boost them up in the algorithm. But obviously another great way is to buy their shit. (laughs) Um, I mean, truly like, people are using, you know, with small businesses, like that money is going to the business and their rent. <laughs> so if you're in a position where you're able to do that, even if it is a $5, um, like a sticker pack, that makes it sense. literally every purchase does. Um, so I think just having that lens on when you are shopping, if you're looking for something new, um, you know, trying to be cognizant of where you're putting your money towards is a really, it's a really important thing for consumers to think about right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Because yeah, it just goes back to like, the way that we shop is a reflection of our values and what we value in the world. And the way that we shop directly builds the world that we're in. Because that's what we are saying, here's my vote, I want you to continue to flourish. And I'm, I'm giving you my money. So I would say if you're in a position where you can choose between Amazon and a small business, go and support that small business, even if it's a couple more dollars for shipping or something like that, um, because you're gonna be giving uh, this small business your money rather than like a giant corporate machine. No offense to um, Amazon, but that's my two cents.
0: (laughs) No, I mean, that feels really um, emotional because it's it's just there's so much power in how we spend our money. Yes,
1: and
0: I think a lot of people prioritize convenience and what's easy over knowing yes. that they can directly impact what tomorrow might look like through yes. the way they spend their money.
1: Yes, exactly, and I do think.
0: I think the mass majority of people forget
2: that they've been kind of, you know, washed a little bit. To
1: absolutely,
2: you think it's just your vote for your every four years that yeah contribute. That it goes yeah. so much beyond that.
1: It goes so far beyond that. Businesses, by and large, really do shape our society and. Um, yeah, I mean, I really do look at the way that I spend my money as a vote that I'm able to cast every single day, which is actually really awesome that I'm able to do that. And it does make a difference. And I know that firsthand because I have been building this business and bootstrapping it for over a year. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm really passionate about this because I realize how much, you know, just getting an order from someone, what a tremendous impact that can have. And I wouldn't be here today if I didn't have people actively voting for me to be able to move forward with my vision. So, um, you know, and then look at what I'm able to build now is something that's able to amplify other women. So, um, yeah, vote with your dollars when you can and be conscious about where you're investing your money and look at it as an investment.
2: Especially now more than ever before.
1: Yeah. Talk to you because obviously like you know uh, a lot of people are struggling right now and not in a position where they can do that and i think that's where like those kind of easy um free super accessible ways to still like engage in support brands come into play also
2: yeah um that's beautiful i'm 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 so thrilled that the timing of what you have built feels so appropriate for right now that like yes it's a really rough situation but like how fortunate that you have this like you said digitally native platform that supports small businesses that supports women-owned businesses and these are the messages that need to be driven home right now um i have another question for you non-covid related and um this is so i can learn a little bit but what i have learned in the last probably like Decade, but more specifically like eight years of my life um, was um, about feminism, right? So yes. I Grew up in a very what I would call a radical place But these these words these phrases weren't ever brought up to me I was just brought up in a very culturally rich area in Massachusetts with two pretty woke parents
0: That's that
2: awesome. Lived we lived our lives. We had black friends. We had um, Puerto Rican friends. We had Brazilian friends. My parents took us to lots of cool music and art. It was great. And it wasn't until later after college and actually moving down to Austin that I started to learn about feminism and um, truly what that word meant, not just female power, but more of this equal balance. Yeah. And then since coming down to Austin, also being exposed to what intersectional feminism meant. Yeah um learning about that for the first time which was absolutely eye-opening to me and i have been on a mission to kind of learn more how do i um as a white woman um create space or a platform or just be able to be a little bit more vocal and educated about um other kinds of women who are not like me and from your opinion um, this is kind of a long-winded way of asking questions. Um, how do you suggest as a white woman, or how do you as a white woman business owner on your platform support women of color and underrepresented women? Um,
1: I think that's such an important question and kudos to you for asking it because I think those questions are really difficult to ask and they're kind of intimidating and uncomfortable. So yeah. literally the first step is like, you're gonna feel uncomfortable. <laughs> talking about it and like dealing with it. And honestly, the best answer, you know, couldn't come from me because I'm not a woman of color, but I will share some of my perspective on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, even I look at most of the spaces that I'm in and while it's really exciting to see a lot of women, oftentimes it's a lot of white women. And that is a problem. That is a huge problem. And it's a huge problem in entrepreneurship too, because You know, while um, Latina women and Black women are the fastest growing segments of entrepreneurs, they are in the worst position to be able to expand and grow their businesses. And they also have the worst access to capital. It's absolutely terrible, the data in terms of the amount of venture capital funding that goes towards Latina owned and um, Black woman owned businesses. So there's a lot of work to be done. What's great about Radical Broking is that since I get to build it, I can just say, like, fuck the system. And we're going to basically build it from the ground up how we want. Um, So making sure that we do have uh, brands and founders of color has been really a number one priority for me in building the platform. Um, Out of the about 20 brands we have. I believe, like, at least a third are owned by women of color. Um, We do have more Latina-owned businesses on our our platform versus Black woman-owned businesses, but that hasn't been for lack of trying. I'm actively working on that right now, actually, because it's a gigantic gap for us. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a problem, and I don't have... A, an issue saying, yeah, that's something that I'm actively working on. So I think that's part of it too, is like, be an ally by like, looking at your team, look at your relationships, look at your business and how it needs to be truly diverse and inclusive, bring people of color into that conversation, specifically, and, and then really start building it. And it's okay to not have it all done at once. It's really, no one is asking you to be perfect. I think what, what we need to do is say, "How can we be better?" and then do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, in terms of just like consumers investing in those businesses and making sure that we're putting our money towards not just women, do, not just white woman-owned businesses, but woman-owned businesses, as in representative of all women, is use that as another filter. If you are passionate about investing in Latina woman-owned businesses, which you should be then use that as a filter when you're casting your vote and you're shopping for clothing or kitchenware or pillows or decor for your house. Like um, there's a ton of them out there. So I hope that people are able to go to Radical Girl Gang and we're able to do a lot of that work for you. Um, But definitely seeking them out and making sure again that that is part of your voting process I think is, is super impactful and important.
2: Well said um thank you you taught me a little bit there um yeah and it's a question that i've kind of been searching for uh as i have hosted a lot of white women entrepreneurs and yes we are badass and we're going out there and doing it yes. um, but we have a slight edge when it comes absolutely to building our businesses and so yeah. um yeah um oh i have
1: one more point on that on the privilege note like one of the most useful things that i have you know been working on doing is just like understanding when you are experiencing your privilege and then looking at that and saying, okay how can i use privilege for the benefit of all women or if you're seeing a way that you're you basically have a foot up. How can you bring other women up with you? Like that is our job as white women entrepreneurs is to, we are moving forward all women. And that means all women. And it's a very important lens, I believe, for any white woman entrepreneur to have. um, Because we do have more privilege than other women in this space. And so it's our responsibility to make sure that we're able to advocate for more women. Like, We don't want just people to look like us in the room, you know, we want diverse opinions and diverse perspectives. And that just goes back to, um, you know, having women in the types of leadership roles that we need.
2: Let's go. I'm so ready for a world that actually looks like the world.
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, that's really what this is all about. That's what this is all about. Like it's 2020 and we haven't had a woman president. Why? Patriarchy. That's why. Like (laughs) there's a lot, you know, sexism is a gigantic fucking problem. It still is. Um, and yeah, we're making progress, but there's a lot of work to be done and a lot of systems that need to be rebuilt essentially in order for us to access a level playing field. Yeah, and
2: now is the time as we've experienced this kind of slowing down and everyone has had time to reflect and like really consider how their day-to-day affects uh, people around them and things Uh, like that. It's the prime opportunity to be asking these really big questions and making um, taking action so that when, as we're coming out of this chapter, we can build the world that we're, we're, we're desiring to live in. Yes, um, yeah. Um, this has been thrilling. How
1: do you take care of yourself on a day-to-day basis, working from your house as an entrepreneur? What do you do? That's such a good question. I mean, one of the things that I do is therapy. So mm-hmm. I have a therapy appointment at 2 p.m. today, which I'm like, don't forget about that, Brie um that has been really important for me if you're able to do it like i highly recommend seeing a therapist if you're an entrepreneur it's a really challenging job and that has helped me a lot um other things i do are yoga and meditation i did a five minute meditation actually before this um was more like a three minute while i'm like sitting and doing other stuff but whatever works um and i've actually been just doing that on the peloton app which is free right now if anyone wants to get it um and other than that um i mean to be honest like i really struggle with this i think like most founders do so i have a really hard time working on my work-life balance but i've just been trying to create boundaries for myself and giving myself space to be human despite the fact that my to-do list is terrifying and there's literally always more work to be done um I, I realized that no one's really going to give me permission to take time for myself and so that has to come from me so that's something I've been practicing it's just giving myself permission to take breaks and to rest when I need it because I am not a robot and I have to keep reminding myself of that
2: <laughs> amen yeah because <laughs> like you're not going to be able to be on this big badass mission at all if you're completely depleted of your personal resources. Exactly,
1: exactly, exactly. And like, I do experience burnout and I'm not perfect at it, but I think, I think entrepreneurship in general is like not set up in a way that empowers us to really be full humans. So, I mean, that's another thing I'm trying to kind of like build a new version of entrepreneurship where I can be a human and I can build a business at the same time and not be completely depleted and burnt out and running on fumes. Our first
2: value of blended sense is empathy and it's based off of this idea that we should all be able to show up to the table with our full hearts saying how we feel it's a good day, it's a bad day, I'm mentally well, I'm gonna take the afternoon off, I have a therapy appointment, I'm sad, I just cried before this meeting, like we wanna create a space where you can do that and um, I think that comes from having two female founders um, and uh, knowing that that's the top priority we gotta take care of.
1: yeah, yeah, I love that, and I love the fact that you baked that into, essentially, like your business model. Um, I think that's exactly how it needs to be done, is saying, no, this is actually a value that we're going to practice every day, and it's actually going to make us more successful, and it's going to empower us to ultimately make more money, because we're rested, and we're inspired, and we're energized, and we're working together.
2: We tell, it's the first thing we share with people who were considering, coming in to invest or partner with, like, these are our values. What are yours? Because we're not going to settle for anything less. I love that. Yeah. It's been awesome. Um, Kind of going from knowing that these are our values and then to like practicing them every day to then being really confident to state them very boldly in all of our conversations and watching how powerful that is when we are investment conversations, and what kind of shift, yeah, those values comes from. Yes,
1: yeah, where it's like it's okay to be human. Yeah, and you're giving people permission to be their full selves. I think that that's really, really cool that y'all are doing that, and I think it makes a huge difference.
2: Yeah, last week we had a conversation, and Georgina kind of wrapped it up with this, you know, this big question, and I saw the investors sort of like little shift in his tone and he said well you know here's my personal um value system and um you know i want to be the best father i can be to my daughters and the husband i can be and i was like that made me feel well, cool. to be some real yeah real in there you know um it's certain.
1: and so, that is so often taken out of those conversations so that's really refreshing you know, right yeah.
2: like, oh. um Cool. So now it's the part of the show where I ask my guest to share their statement, tip, a mantra, a quote, a saying, something that you um, try to remind yourself by, um, whether you succeed or not, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> because I know sometimes it's hard. Um, but do you have something for us today? I do.
1: Mine is bend the universe.
2: Woo! Okay. <laughs> this is how we do it you're gonna take your cup we're gonna say it together to the camera okay and we, we cheers and take a sip okay okay
1: ready yes one two three bend the universe mm-hmm. cheers cheers
2: Ooh, and that is the tea love Thank it so much brie for joining me this morning in your red hat um It was phenomenal to get the chance to be honest and open with you. And I'm so grateful for how much you shared um, and how transparent you are. um, Oh,
1: thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was so fun.
0: Thanks so much for watching Tea with Abby. Be sure to click subscribe and smack that like button so you can stay tuned. (laughs) Smack that like button. See that like button? Smack it. Thanks so much for watching an episode of Tea with Abby. Be sure to click subscribe and smack that like button so you can stay tuned with new episodes all year long. And if you want to learn more about Blended Sense, visit us at our website www.blendedsense.com or follow us on social at Blended or at BlendedSense.io. See you next week.